When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's BudPod. I don't even know. What is it now? What is it now? Oh, gosh. Maybe, maybe. well, seeing as we've missed two weeks now, maybe if we've missed so long, we have to just restart, and this is about pod one again. Oh, God, just an hour in minus numbers. I think we're bud pod one. Have we done one, three, one? Yeah, this is one, three, two, I can see. This, this is one, three, two, okay. Yeah, this is one, three, two. One, three, two. Um, sorry to you. Yeah, sorry, um, we missed two weeks on the on the trot there just because, uh, well, life kind of takes over sometime and sometimes yeah. and, and, and Bud Pod Record Day comes along and we're both like, oh no, I'm in Spain or I'm uh, fixing London's water supply. We just find ourselves, I don't know, in random places doing random things. Well, you're a, you're a busy boy with secret projects. I've got secret projects. I've also got my tour. I had my tour, which I'm uh, finally finishing. I've got one more show in Brighton on the 18th of this month. So if you live in the Brighton area, please come along to uh, my Brighton show on the, on the 18th. Um, but yeah, aside from that, it is done. Dunsey's the tour. How are you going to celebrate when you do Brighton? I'm going to splash out on a train ride back home. <laughs> You're not going to stop off for some vegan shoes. <laughs> vegan sh- yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy a pair of cruelty-free boots and a, a hemp phone. <laughs> and I'm going to sponsor a goose and all other Brighton-y things. Um you're gonna you're gonna be seen on the Brighton to London Victoria late night train fast service wearing a pair of pleather thigh highs. What are thigh highs? Thigh thigh highs. Oh thigh highs, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those like insane boots where they, they, they you there's a point where it's like just make them pants with shoes. Like they're, that, they're that high. They're it's that just like, long. We'll they're kind of pants with shoes now. Yeah, these are just tra- these boots are, go so high. You've just made trousers from the opposite end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, and 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 crucially, that's the least Im- the le- the less important end because the 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 anus and genitals are, are completely visible with these thigh highs, <laughs> which could be an advantage depending on the context. The anus and genitals. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a, a fun, that's a that's a fun way Such of saying a scientific um, way. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a fun way of saying ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> do you think if you do you think if you said anus that and quickly, genitals, please calm down. <laughs> anus and genitals. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think if you said that quickly enough, people wouldn't notice? They'd go hmm, and they it's kind of they wouldn't catch it. <laughs> anus and genitals, please welcome to the stage. Yeah, I don't think they would catch it, you know. I think it'd be like three minutes and someone would go, wait, did he say anus and genitals? 
Some, the person who noticed would be like the person in a horror movie. They'd lean over to someone and go, he said anus and genitals. And the other person would go, what? What? <laughs> so he said anus and genitals. They go, what? When? And they go, never mind. And they just, the act's on. <laughs> that could be fun. That could be a fun little prank. A fun little joke just for you inside your own mind that has no... Those are the noblest pranks of all, Phil. The ones that don't need to be... Um, you just set them free into the night. You don't, you don't ever see... You don't get to see the outcome. They exist for their own sake. Yes, that's like uh, the truest form of art. You don't care what the, about audience or, or appeal or, or, or the financial side. You just, you've made it and it's there now and that's it. You wash your hands of it. That's why there are some jokes that I just tell directly into the bins. I walk around town and I just whisper into a bin a joke and I never tell anyone else. <laughs> I think Only the, uh, bin knows. the finest jokes are the jokes comedians tell between themselves. And it's like the kind of wine that, that brew, like, like vintners or whatever, keep back for their family. <laughs> That's genuinely yeah. how I think of it. I remember reading that in a the, marketing the estate campaign. Seller. Yeah, the estate yeah. seller. I remember reading it in a marketing campaign for some pear cider. And mm-hmm. it claimed, I have no idea how true this is, that like, oh, cider f- families would have a big orchard full of apples. And then there'd be like a little mini orchard or a corner of the orchard would have pear trees. And the pear cider would be like for the family, like special, like just in-house treat. Yeah. Um, and that's jokes comedians tell to each other. And they, they all never see the light of day. They're, they're trapped in hundreds of WhatsApp groups up and down the country. <laughs> Oh, if WhatsApp groups would could talk, we'd all be in jail. <laughs> That's um, uh, Carl Donnelly has a has a joke about that about um, every everyone, every every man would have to leave the country. <laughs> it's true. That's where the real comedy is right now, though. WhatsApp groups, isn't that a yeah. sad indictment of our of our society? They're like the late, the, 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 the open all night coffee shops of, of 50s New York. They're just all in WhatsApp groups. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Um, apologies if I'm sounding roomy to anyone because um, I'm in a room. I'm in a new room because I've moved house. And That's right. This, the current room in this current house is empty. There's nothing. And so there's nothing to block the sound waves, and they just bounce off the walls. It's kind of depressing, actually. It's um. Do you feel a bit like um the Punisher or a sort of uh, someone who has to live on the run? I feel a bit like, uh, yeah, I feel a bit like I'm in Breaking Bad and about to dissolve a body in acid. <laughs> it feels like, you know, just in, I've just found some. Uh, abandoned house to, to yeah. get rid of my enemies yeah or yeah yeah you like dexter you put uh, the the fucking uh tarpaulins down and stuff mm-hmm. yeah 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 you could totally hear me go as i'm talking to you just sorry about that <laughs> i hate that sound i hate the sound of stepping on some crinkly plastic oh really yeah, yeah, because it's so, so unnatural. My brain just goes, "This shouldn't be here. This shouldn't exist." You ha- sometimes when I, sometimes when I hold a plastic bottle as well, I go, "This shouldn't exist." <laughs> really, I didn't know this at all. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so wait, so uh, maybe like, I'm what, the hippie. D- 
Does it give you a reaction, like like a, like an involuntary reaction, or is it like an abstract, very sort of thought based thing that's happening? Um, I guess that it, uh, I think it's an involuntary sort of animal thing. Yeah. Of like this isn't right. Ooh, ooh, ah, 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 ah. What foul magic is this? um but you've been moving house actually that's well that's another between the house and the secret projects that's another reason why bud pods have been a little more erratic than erotic (laughs) yes (laughs) it's usually yeah usually bud pod is erotic it just gives you a a full-on stiffy or the lady equivalent but recently it's just been erratic the opposite of erotic unless you're into erratic movements do you reckon that's a kink anyone has so erratic like 28 days later zombie style movements what like a kind of um a sort of a, a sort of sexual rhythm that has absolutely no sort of consistency to it yeah and is I accompanied mean, by <laughs> <laughs> well that's now we're straying into the question of if there's such a thing as a zombie fetish and i'm sure there is for sure there's gotta yeah. be yeah well, yeah yeah in a zombie fetish when you suck someone off you suck them off <laughs> you put your suck right off <laughs> are you you're proposing a zombie movie where you become a zombie if you let a zombie fuck you instead of bite you yeah that's right and that's the, that's the only way you can become a zombie i think we've just come out we're always coming up with great movie ideas here and i think we've just come up with our first great porn or uh, porn or like or like um it'd be sort of pornographic and harrowing it'd be a harrowing satire of some kind like the original zombie movies were meant to be Yes, of course. The original, um, what's the one set in the Dawn of the Dead? Was about like consumerism, wasn't it? All of these zombies, yeah. that's still bearing down on a shopping mall. Yeah, well, even Night of the Living Dead in black and white was about um, the zombies were created by sort of radioactive rays from space, and it was through sort of the space race and the Cold War, the nuclear threat. Ah. There's uh, sort of elements of that to it: the paranoia and and and, and death of its time. Mm. What would the name of our zombie porno be called? Um, <sighs> so we have, what do we oh, have to work with? The Waking Dead. Maybe like brain. Getting brain? Yeah, just or just brain instead of brains. Bra- oh, brain. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. That's good. <laughs> that kind of works. Um, <laughs> what is zombie? I think it's a bit too subtle. Yeah, it's quite subtle. Sham, shambling, shamble, shambling. They they lurch. Uh, there's no, there's nothing much sexy in this. I, I want some cum in there. I want like slut. I want the word slut in there at some point. What about but, like um? You uh, uh, what about like something about how like uh, they're gonna really eat your ass? <laughs> that's the tagline. <laughs> yeah, that's written in like that kind of um. That, that font in red in that font that looks like it's been painted with a big brush yeah yeah and it's like dripping a bit <laughs> they'll really eat your ass they'll yeah, eat your yeah, ass yeah. for real yeah 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 <laughs> the walking head walking head that's pretty good uh what uh, porn of the dead porn of the dead yeah of course of course <laughs> porn, porn of, the, porn of dead. the dead oh yeah very good very good very good porn of the dead and then, yeah, you could do, yeah, within it, you could have porno versions of, obviously, Shaun of the Dead as well. Yep. Yep. That's the, the funny sp- the spoof of our porn will be made. 
Yeah, and if we get enough funding, then we could maybe even get the actual cast of Shaun of the Dead to fuck each other on film. <laughs> God, that'd be so expensive. Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine how much they'd ask for. Imagine, imagine if you had all of their like phone numbers or their agents' numbers, right? So you could like, it's not going to happen, but you would just be able to put the put the feelers out there and go, okay, but how much? <laughs> and they'd go, no, 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 no. And you go, no, no, no. Seriously, seriously, there must much? be a number. There must be. Come on. Just, just, just say to them like, uh, let's just say that I've got some investors from you know the Gulf. The the <laughs> the money is no object. How much? We, and, and 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 reassure them. And say we're still <laughs> we're still going to hire Edgar Wright to direct it. Don't worry. It'll still be quirky and and like uh, <laughs> and set in wells and like yeah. funny. Yeah, it'll all be <laughs> God. It's gotta. There's, there's gotta be a number, but yeah, it would be. It would be expensive. Mm. Well, Simon Pegg's a big. He's a proper star now. Yeah, superstar. He's in James Bond and shit. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Oh wait, no. I'm thinking of Mission Impossible. That's what I'm thinking I, of. I was gonna say. Yeah, I just saw the new James Bond, and he wasn't in there. Is it good? I've heard it's good. The new James Bond. It's good. It's worth seeing. Definitely. Nice. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah. It's um. It's interesting. I won't say anything else about it, but it's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, it's a good old Bond film. Um, oh, nice! I've never, I've never ever liked Bond. I've never got it. I've never ever got it. What Bonds have you seen? I've seen uh, Casino. The the one I've liked the most is Casino Royale. The, yeah. The the, you know, the first of the Daniel Craig ones. Uh, and I think I like the Pierce Brosnan ones. Maybe I think they were fine, but. Uh, the rest I just find so boring. They're so boring and hard to follow. <laughs> um, but what do you? What about like the ones between Casino Royale and now? Oh, awful. Quantum Solace. Not a clue. Not a clue what happened in Quantum Solace. I quite like Skyfall. No, I'll, I'll I'll give you that. Sky. I like Skyfall. I thought Skyfall was good. I think um, it's quite good that Daniel Craig is stopping, not just because he's fucking old. Um, yeah. The trouble is, what people go like... That's another, that's another name for our zombie movie? Fucking old? Fucking old, yeah. Yeah. Assuming, though, um, but then... Uh, yeah, assuming these are old zombies. Pushing, pushing up daisies, open brackets with my zombie cock. Yeah, yeah. Close brackets. Uh, so it's, it's good Daniel Craig is stopping, because he's basically a zombie now. Well, he's... <laughs> well, so he's, he's a zombie older. walking out of the sea in trunks. Yeah, yeah, he's an older... But so he's older than um, Sean Connery was when he was like in quotes too old or, or, or whoever. Really? Yeah, Daniel Craig's like one of the oldest Bonds, maybe the oldest. I don't know. Gosh, what but, more than like um, more than Roger Moore and more than the what was the guy who only did like one with the the dark hair? Daltrey. Uh, yeah, no, Lazenby. Daltrey did two, I think. Oh, okay. Dal- Dal- Dalton, Timothy Dalton did two. Dalton. Um, no, no, but the point is, is that th- 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 I don't think that's valid because they're going like, oh, do you remember when so and so in the seventies had to be Bond and he was all fat and swollen and blah, blah, and it's like, yeah, but Daniel Craig is absolutely fucking shredded. Yeah, <laughs> he's like fifty three and he's absolutely shredded. So the critique doesn't stand. Like it's not. He doesn't look like he's fifty three. He looks like he's just won an Iron Man. <laughs> you know, we oh, see. We see him yeah. nudie, a bit nudie in the film. Not like nude, nude, but a bit nudie. Yeah. He he's in incredible good. shape. He's got those lines that go down to your, your dick. Really? He's got, he's got d- dick lines. He's got dick lines and square tits. 
He's got a dick V and square tits at 53. Fucking right. Of course, he's James Bond. I mean, he's going to have, like, uh, fucking special, uh, you know, berries flown in from the darkest Amazon to boost his <laughs> immune berries. You know, he's, you name it, he's Daniel, gone. these are ab berries. You must eat them. <laughs> the ancient Aztecs believed that you could get dick lines by eating these berries. <laughs> Yeah, all these like old Aztec uh, drawings and paintings and stuff where it's like an Aztec guy going, oh, I'm pointing at his dick V. His He's dick pointing lines. like an amazing dick V and then there's loads of other like Aztec like figures around it kind of like gesturing to it with their hands like people in a dance in a musical like, look at this. <laughs> and then the bushes of these berries surrounded, surrounding it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I call our anthropologists like, ah, this means that it was these berries. Have you seen uh, Have you seen Daniel Craig <laughs> introducing The Weeknd on oh. SNL? Oh, of course. So there's the Twitter account that just tweets it every Friday. <laughs> if you haven't um, seen this uh, Podbuds, it's I don't know what it's so good about it, but it's Daniel Craig introducing The Weeknd, as in the singer, mm-hmm. The Weeknd on Saturday Night Live, and the way he introduces it, he goes. L- ladies and gentlemen, the weekend, like that, and it's so funny because I, it's like it's like you can't decide. Is it? Is he saying it weird? He, he's basically he's overegging it. He's he says the weekend like that, shaking his head as if he can't believe the weekend's there. But not only that, he's he's exhausted. He's exhausted by his own disbelief that the weekend is about to perform. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, like meeting, it's like meeting God. <laughs> and, and But it's also like, I don't think he knows who The Weeknd is. <laughs> and he's <laughs> trying too hard to make it look like he's a big Weeknd fan. Yeah, well, like he's been told. He said to someone, who's The Weeknd? And they went, The Weeknd's huge. <laughs> you and don't then know he who went, The Weeknd is? Of yeah, course he I went, do. Yeah, of course. And he went, oh, I'm 50, so I'd better really, you know, I've been told this man... He's like, uh, the man at the shop said it was the best album. <laughs> it's that vibe. We should have talked to Stuart Laws about this. Guest of the pod, friend of the pod. Because mm. he's uh, he he could talk for hours about the finer points of the, the intonation and, and, and physicality of Daniel Craig saying, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. He's obsessed with it. So is Alex oh, is Keeley, he? comedian, friend of the pod. <laughs> oh, I got to talk to him about it. It's got a lot of fans out there. Just that one clip, is and it's like it's like three seconds long. Mm-hmm. Ladies the, and gentlemen, the Twitter account the that just weekend. tweets it every Friday afternoon. It's got a lot of followers. <laughs> it's got four like four hundred sixty-five thousand followers. <laughs> yeah, for just doing that. Just doing that. It's crazy, and uh, people love it. Yeah, it's it, it might be. Um, it's a testament to Daniel Craig's range. <laughs> Apparently he signed a deal with Netflix to do like seven more Knives Out films or something like insane. Really? They're going to make Some more? Some insane number. Maybe not seven, but it's way more than just one more. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, that was a really good film, Knives Out. Yeah, I enjoyed it with, with his, mad, his mad accent that I thought was, it was pretty good. It was a bit mad. I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I thought about it. this because he's in that with um, Ama, Ava, she, what's her? The lovely um, Ama something? What's her name? She was going out with Ben Affleck for a bit. Oh, uh, uh, fuck, yeah. And she's in James Bond, the new Bond. 
Oh, of course. Yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't quite. Oh, I hadn't clocked that. Yes, of course. Very good. Because she's like she's the protagonist in Knives Out. Yeah. The 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 sort of um the nurse good guy, and sort of a bit you know a bit cutesy and innocent. And then she's the a sexy Bond girl in the latest Bond. But Daniel Craig is also acting in both of those movies. Do you and think that- is it is it is it weird like? Oh, we were sort of silly together in this movie, and in this movie we're sexy together. You know, I, I don't know. I was thinking about that. Do you think it's like partially because they they sort of go like to, they do? Do you think they ask him like who have you worked with? Who's a kind of sexy person who you like working with? And he's like, oh, she was great. And they go, great. Sure thing, Daniel. Do you reckon? Well, I don't know. I mean, she's, obviously, she's obviously That's physically it. attractive enough to be a Bond girl. So him, someone who's physically attractive enough and also gets on with the main star has got to be a pretty big bonus to your castability. Ana de Ama Armas. The lovely Ama de Armas. Ama de um, Armas. Ama de Armas. If my surname was de Armas, I would not call my daughter Ama. <laughs> I'm throwing that out there. Maybe it's a stage name. Uh... You know, there's a Malaysian Bond girl. Beg Malaysian pardon? Bond girl. Back in the day, Michelle Yeoh. The which, which, which one? Of, from um, when? Bond was she in? She was a. Uh, she was in uh, one of the Brosnans. Oh, well, the Tomorrow one where he's kind of in Hong Kong quite a bit. Which one? Is, oh, right. In 1997. Wow. Gosh, it's two hours long. Remember the day when movies were were long if they were two hours? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say I will say this about the Bond movie. It does feel like every movie I see now feels like it's begging for a Netflix series because they just have to there's just not time, you know? No time to die. Oh for- well, there's, yeah, there's no time to die and there's no time to go in too deeply on, on various characters. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, but yeah, just overall, I think it's good that um, Daniel Craig is stopping, not because he's old, because as I say, he's in amazing shape, although I'm sure it takes a toll on him now more than it did when he was, you know, 30 or whatever the fuck. But they... Like every every movie that he was in had to, because they were trying to keep it like good continuity, you know. Mm. So every Bond movie kind of has to, the plot has to at least half be about mopping up the last Bond movie. 
That's it, and that's what I'm worried about because I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't know where we left off. I, I sort of remember the big, you know, the big plot point at the end of Skyfall. But aside from that, I don't remember like all the stuff that happened between him, him and Eva Green. I never followed that really. Yeah, it's just just read the wiki or something. But um, also, the other thing is not just that it has to mop up the previous Bond stuff continuity-wise. It's also that. Like, how long can you be rogue? You know, like every single movie, it's like, he's rogue, but he's coming back in to do something. Mm, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. in, but he's going to go rogue. <laughs> or he's not in or rogue, but he's going to have to choose between go- coming back or being rogue. Mm. And at a certain point, you've either just got to be at work or just not at work. He's, um, he's working from home. <laughs> that, that, they should have done that this movie. <laughs> he's, he's not gone rogue. He's not working. He's working from home. Bond of James Bond of Zoom. Yeah. To be fair, he's got a license to kill from home. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's just flying a drone. <laughs> he's flying a drone, but the drone is wearing a tuxedo <laughs> and holding like a martini on one of the wings. <laughs> <laughs> also, to be fair, like working from home, like Zoom backgrounds and stuff, like with the, and everyone's in swivel chairs, that that works for Bond villains. That's true. I've I've been expecting you, Mr. Bond. I admitted you into the waiting room for this Zoom chat. <laughs> uh, but it's a good one, this this new Bond. Yeah. Uh, how, how long is it? It's pretty fucking long. Um, it doesn't feel that long, but it is long. It wa- How long was it? It's a good question. It's more than two hours. God, that makes me angry. <laughs> but there's, the trouble is that they're stuck in between a movie that's very like a bit thin and a Netflix series. Yeah, Netflix series have such an advantage because you can spend like twelve hours going, "Ooh, this guy is pretty suspicious." <laughs> Whereas in a movie, it just, there has to be one scene where he uh, kind of raises his eyebrow in a cafe. Yeah. And that's it. That's all you have. Yeah, the movie's going, is this guy suspicious? Yes, he is. Okay, chase, 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 <laughs> chase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, I wonder if the tension... Or like, yeah, like Instead of slowly building up sexual tension between two characters, it has to just be like, hello, I'm Bond, James Bond. Hello, nice to touch my breast. Okay, and then immediately... <laughs> I don't think I've ever believed a romance in a movie ever. Like, <laughs> not not one that begins in the movie, yeah, because it's not enough time. And and especially like if it's an uh, if it's an action movie and the hero he meets a gal, they they have two interactions and then he he will literally say I love you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just go fuck off. I'd like a movie. No, where- you don't. You you love the idea of her, Ryan Reynolds. You don't. <laughs> Love is a commitment, not a feeling. I was told this once when I was a kid. We, we had our school for some reason. All the kids in Malaysia, in in, in my school in Sabah, we were yeah. taken into the hills. <laughs> it sounds sound a bit <laughs> dodgy, but we were we were taken into the hills, into the mountains, uh, into like, into like a lodge up on a on a mountain somewhere. Right, and we had sort of. Sort of like one-on-one sessions with not one-on-one sessions, but like you were taught how group to make sessions love. with <laughs> the sorry, right way. Sorry, Phil, is this the plot but, of Red Sparrow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I remember we had a a a teacher who'd come he'd come from I think I think it was Nigeria. It was a Nigerian guy who came in to and taught like bits of drama and stuff in the school. And he took on this uh this sort of lesson where he was talking to the boys. I think it was one of those where they split up the boys and the mm. girls and he was talking to the boys about like relationships at school and like having crushes on people and how I think there was there was uh, an epidemic at the time of um, boys saying they were in love with girls or like they loved the girls or something. Right. Uh, and he was like, love is not a feeling. Love is a commitment. And I don't know, that always stuck with me. And I think there was, there was actually something quite right about that. I think... It like a it definitely sounds good enough to to be like that would have stuck with me for sure. That's a pretty especially if it was in the mountains. <laughs> um, stuff stuff you're told more... by a Nigerian guy in the in the Bornean mountains. You'd <laughs> assume there was some something to it. Yeah, it would, it would be weird if a Nigerian guy took you into the the mountains of Borneo just to go. Ah, no, nothing. No, just wanted to <laughs> hang out. Yeah, just go lefty loosey, righty tighty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back down the mountain we go. Just to go, just to say, don't eat yellow snow, and then slap you, and then back down the mountain. <laughs> um, In a completely snowless country. I think I think love is um, well. A lot of a lot of love is a choice, right? Like the, you hear that from people where they say you you wake up every morning and 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 work on work on it. Like it's not like some natural self self creating feeling. Yeah, not forever. Like you, you've got to be committed to someone and take it seriously and put the work in and all that. I think that's true. I I have this problem with people who 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 talk about being happy as if it's like an achievable constant state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's like trying to be on MDMA all the time, I think. It's just not like you might even if you achieve it it's not viable and it's not even necessarily appropriate. Mhm. And it's not even a, a necessarily good thing. I was listening to something recently about um I listen to a lot of Radio 4 at the moment, and I think it was a start of the week. It's a, it's a really good show, and they're talking about life through the first person and how, um, and how our ideas and how like emotions go in and out of fashion in a weird way ah. over the centuries. And like sadness didn't used to be something that had to be avoided at all costs. Sadness used to have value. You know, it meant that you were, you were experiencing life, that you... Were processing your experiences, and that you were being a human, a human person living in the moment. So it had value. It wasn't like something that had to stop as soon as possible. Whereas now, sadness is like, if you're sad, you must be doing something wrong. There must be something wrong, and you have to change it. And if it's not you doing something wrong, then there must be something society is doing wrong. You have to yeah. change that. Whereas back in the day, people used to accept sadness as a part of the human condition. Yeah, now, it's, it's seeing it as now valid. that that would have been good up in the mountains too to hear that that would have been helpful, especially from Nick Robinson. <laughs> if you've been taken into the Bornean mountains by a Nigerian teacher and then he's done, ladies and gentlemen, Mister Nick Robinson. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been amazing if the weekend had been. Um, in the mountain ranges, and he 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 said to you, "Love is a love is a choice you make every day." And then left. <laughs> no singing. Yeah. He'd say he'd say he'd say, "Love is a choice you make every day." Also, I'm from Canada, not America. 
Is that true? Is The Weeknd Canadian? I think like all the most famous Americans, he is Canadian, yeah. He's one of those sneaky Canadians. He's one of those sneaky Canucks. Ah. I'm searching the weekend. Riding in on a truck hidden under a giant maple leaf. A truck full of easily affordable medication. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yes, he's from Toronto, one of the main bits of Canada. And he is our age, which is terrifying. Oh, no. I hate it when that happens. Oh, no. Not you, the weekend. <laughs> now... I think if he didn't become super famous and successful, everyone would agree that The Weeknd was a terrible name for a person. Yeah, all all band names are shit until you're successful. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that's true. Imagine imagine saying, like, our band is called The Who, and they'd be like, okay, haha, but... <laughs> okay, what is it really, though? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or even, like, The Beatles. He sort of got, like, what, like, Bugs? What? It's like, no, we've replaced beat as in the beat of a drum. It's like, oh, so it's a stupid pun. Yeah, you It's get, a right. pun on a bug that doesn't even... Irrelevant. What yeah, does that a, have to do with... Do you dress a, as beetles? The bug? No. It's not a... It's Are not your a songs bug. about insects? No. Yeah. What's that? Does the bug play... Like, does the bug make a noise that's like a drum? In nature? Like a woodpecker? It's no, like, no it's, it's not relevant. No, but it's just beetles spelt with a beat, like a beat of a drum. Yeah. And then... Obviously, they were quite good, so people went, yeah, the Be- they called the Beatles. They called the Beatles, man. I guess, although, the, like, the 50s and 60s were a good, it was a good time for puns. Yeah, they'd only just been invented, hadn't they? <laughs> yeah. It was the miniskirt, the contraceptive pill, and puns. That's right. That's right. And all you had to do, like in Bond films, is say a pun, and you can have sex with a Swedish model. Before exploding. <laughs> Before your I wish I was alive was in the 60s sometimes. It must have been so good to be famous in the 60s and 70s where you could do what, where there were no repercussions for any, anything. Yeah. Nothing at all. Now people are like, oh, people are, should be held to account. <gasps> Not if you're the people. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want that if you're the famous rock star. <laughs> oh, it must have been so great. But also, like, there were only three TV channels. So you, you're just like, well, I was in one sitcom and then I was uh, absolutely sorted for life. Mm-hmm. I bought a village. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, for obscure tax reasons in the 70s, I am a feudal French lord. I was in one episode of Only Fools and Horses, and now I own uh, the town of Salisbury. That's it, yeah. It's, it's insane. They go, oh, it was the lowest rated episode of that sitcom, so only 10 million people saw it. Mm. <laughs> Gosh. What do you think? Gorsh. Um, what do you think? Uh, it's funny, isn't it, to think back to those days and like. I wonder, I wonder. I always wonder about all the shit we don't know, like all the Jimmy Savile stuffs come out and all the, all the other stuff. But then, there's got to be more, doesn't there? Yeah, there's definitely a couple of guys out there in, in sort of faded bell bottoms, just sweating in their armchair every day. <laughs> But do they feel, do you think they feel like um, ex-Nazis? Like that bit from, um, like when Magneto kills a bunch of Nazis in that bar? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Like, it, I, it's, like they're, they, 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 maybe if you were like a horrible sex fiend in entertainment in the past, you now feel like a Nazi 
um, war criminal living in South America in like the uh, like mid seventies when the Israelis were going around assassinating them. Oh, but the, did the Israelis do that? Yeah, they did it. Well, uh, they, yeah, and they—I mean—they kidnapped um, Thingy Eichmann and held him on trial in Israel and hanged him there. Wow! Pretty sure. Whoa, it was that's dramatic, but understandable. That's funny. I—I I just started listening today to. I've been listening to so much Radio Four um, on BBC Sounds, and um, there's a great Radio Four series called Nuremberg. Oh, nice. And it's about like the hunt and the trial of the 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 Nazi top brass after right after the end of the Second World War, and it's all yeah. part. Of, it's like dramatized, but it's dramatized quite well. I mean, there's some there are some ridiculous American accents in it. It's quite obvious. I think well, it's quite obvious. All the actors are British. You're like Sarge, you might want to come in here. <laughs> and it's like, come on, man, just just hire some Americans, and. Um, uh, Back in my hometown of Boise, Idaho, we didn't, t- <laughs> you know, all this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, there's some. It's so dramatic. Like I didn't, I didn't realize that Henrik Himmler was captured. Like they was captured, and w- when the when the British doctor was like looking, th- you know, checking his, you know, his person, looking through his hair and all that, yeah, and opened up his opened up his mouth, and and he saw like this this glint of a cyanide pill and his in the back row of his teeth and he's like he's got one and him was just like mm, and just pulled his head away and just like and just thought it was dead in 15 minutes yeah it's just it's so rad seems like an insensitive word but it's fucking rad it's just so <laughs> dramatic well it was it's it's the real deal i mean it doesn't get the stakes don't get higher than trying to fucking pin down himmler and hang the little prick you know yeah, like chasing these guys down, and some of them were just really loose. Like uh, the guy who'd made Hitler uh, chancellor, chancellor—that's what, isn't it? Um, He—he he didn't even bother running. He was just like when they found him, he was just sat in his country estate, just going, "Oh, hello, come sit down." Like some of them were just like, "Whatever, it's happening." Some of them like drove right up to the Americans, like, "Here I am." But then some were just like running through the Alps and shit. And there was, there's one like American uh, op- op- operative who's like this Harvard educated guy. And he pretended to be a lost hiker. And he's like, hey, I'm lost. He's like wearing lederhosen and stuff. And then when the Nazi let him in, he's like, you're under arrest. It's just so dramatic. It's, and it's kind of those stories where you watch movies and you go, oh, this would never happen. This is good, but it would never happen. But like... I kind of, in the in the Second World War, it kind of did. Oh, if, if you can if you can think of something in the only time when you're watching a movie about anything like that, where you say, "Oh, this would never happen," is if it involves magic lasers or or like robots or whatever. Otherwise, it's probably happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I mean, mm-hmm. just think about that when like Jamal Khashoggi got sawed into pieces in an f- embassy in a foreign country. Yeah, that's nuts. They didn't even wait to get the body. They did the yeah. They got rid of the evidence there in at the scene of the crime, and they recorded it. Why did they record it? It was some audio recording of it got leaked or something, or maybe there was a bug oh, in the room. Shit. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's I mean, almost definitely, a- definitely look into um, any of the movies about like the the. The Odessa network and and all, all the little uh, like the little spider webs and rat tunnels that the the Nazis used to escape to sort of South America or a, a couple of guys who were quite high up in the SS ended up living in Ireland. 
Um, mm. But then they, then you reach the, the murky territory of, okay, but they weren't convicted of war crimes, but they were in the SS. So that's when you go, well, can you just show up and assassinate them then? Kind of, in my opinion. Mm. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to be yeah. like, hey! Hey, come on. Leave him alone. <laughs> hey, that's that's unfair. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm going to look the other way, you know. Yeah. No, it's actually amazing. Yeah. Like, um, well, never mind that. And also, like, all the crazy uh, US and, and Soviet fighting over German atom- atomic scientists, missile scientists. Yeah, of course. The, 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 the guy who designed the V2 um, helped with... Uh, um, the Apollo, what, Apollo 11, right? Yeah, Von Braun. Werner Von Braun. Yeah, yeah. America got to the moon because of uh, the, V2, the V2 rocket scientists. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. This is not story in, in, this, um, in this Nuremberg uh, program. Uh, where, so the, in, there's this town in Luxembourg where right after the Second World War, they took the, the Allies, predominantly the Americans, took over this uh, hotel, this grand old hotel, and it turned it into um, a prison for... The, the the captured Nazis yeah and especially like top brass so they had uh they didn't have him there they had Goering they had Goering there for a bit yeah and one day like this train turns up at at the station of the town and all these skeletal withered people start sort of crawling out of it and they're the recently liberated prisoners from the concentration camps and Nazi concentration camps who finally come home to their own their hometown, their own village. And they've they start like moving towards this hotel with the other villagers. And because they know someone's told them all the all the, the, the Nazis that did this to them are in this hotel. Yeah. In their hometown. And there's this incredible moment where the, the Americans are they're lined up and they, they hold up their guns at because they can't let anyone hurt these prisoners because they need them to, they need to put them on trial mm-hmm. and so now they're they're standing down the 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 only just liberated emaciated uh prisoner of war camp victims and they're about to shoot them to stop them getting at the nazis who just yeah. did it it's it's crackers they didn't they didn't in the end but like there was a moment where they might have done it was yeah it's insane Sometimes, Pierre, it's almost as if real life is stranger than fiction. <laughs> well, then the Nazis were—they were imprisoned, but it was—it was a luxurious hotel, so it was kind of a prison made of gold. Well, this is the thing: it—it—it—it it, 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 it wasn't that luxurious, apparently, this hotel. But um, uh, like some journalists who wanted in on the story weren't let in, and so they just started—they made up the story that the Nazis were being put up in this really luxurious hotel and being treated like royalty and then the soviet press the russian well, not soviet press well right yeah the, the russian press um got hold of this and russian radio started playing this story because they're worried that the allies were going to make a deal yes, with the germans and keep out and keep out stalin and stuff so they started going oh the, the americans are treating these nazis as like kings and so then this was a, a bit of a pr disaster and uh, and and uh, the, the americans then had to give a tour of the hotel to journalists to show that the Nazis were sleeping on mats and were being given only 1,500 calories a day and all this sort of thing. Yeah, it's, very, it's really good. 
That is, I, I do know that the the British, when the the, the high ranking Nazi like military generals and stuff that the British captured were put up in a kind of isolated country house, um, and it was one of the first houses that was rigged. Like every single room was rigged entirely for sound. To record. Yeah, and there were microphones in the lamps, there were microphones in the chandeliers, there were microphones hidden in mm. tied tables. Um, and the walls were like hollow with like people, you know, hiding in there, listening, recording, like everything was recorded on tape. The entire attic was just a recording studio. And um, they picked up a lot of intelligence and like they, they wanted to hear what the generals said to each other about Hitler's state of mind, like gossip, secrets, things like that. Great. And the old generals never thought for a second that they were being recorded and they were like treated quite well and they were given, you know, like lovely dinners with loads of booze so that they would, you know, just completely, <laughs> completely just, uh, you know, let rip with each other in private smoking cigars or whatever, thinking like, yeah, the English are very hospitable, very good. And secretly everything being uh, fully transcribed. Yeah. That's just the power of good British hospitality. That's right. Yeah, that's that's why the British are so polite and reserved because they think they're being recorded. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Anyway, that's that's our that's our. Uh, I think that's our history quota fulfilled for the episode. But, yeah, well, uh, we 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 had, weren't doing bud pods when we heard about Norm Macdonald. Oh gosh, did we not? Did we not? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, well... Well, did we mention it? I don't know. Anyway, R.I.P. Still watching clips of it. R.I.P. Norm. One of the greats. The greatest. The funniest. Ugh. So yeah, good. Such a damn shame. Another, another, another sneaky Canadian? Another sneaky, uh, sneaky Canadian. That's right. There's so many. Something about, something about the mixture of, of North American and, and British culture makes Canadians very funny. The, yeah, and he was amazing. The, if you, if any podbuds don't know Norm, Norm Macdonald, he's got a great Netflix special on uh, Netflix called, uh, well, funnily enough, uh, Hitler's Dog, something, 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 and Hitler's Dog. Gossip, trickery, and Hitler's Dog. Yeah, that's it. Gossip, trickery, and Hitler's Dog. And he's got some albums on Spotify as well. They're they're really good. He always yeah. It's a really funny description of stand up he would use, which is describing it as gossip and trickery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he sort of just floated above the whole thing in a way you can really pin him down yeah as doing any particular kind of thing yeah it was just amazing um phil what so brighton on the the 18th of october Brighton on the 18th of October. The Brighton Theatre Royal on the 18th of October. Mm. Um, also, my book is still out. Oh, Can you believe it? Have they it's not taken it available. away from you yet? They've not taken it away from anyone. Um, they're <laughs> not banging down people's doors. They're not kicking down people's homes and demanding them back. You can still um, buy my book, Side Splitter, from any good bookshop. And if you go somewhere and they don't have it, then you have permission from Phil to say to them, this isn't a good bookshop. This is no longer a good bookshop, for it lacks the best book. You could Side say, Splitter by you Phil could Wang. Shout in the, it's the nice family run book owner's face. I thought this was a good bookshop. <laughs> no, I think it's bad. Not a, 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 a bad bookshop. They didn't think it was. As a, it appears to be. A bad one. And the owner will be going, no, please, we, we, can, we can order it, please. And then you go, well, you'd better. <laughs> That's a horrible intonation. Where do you learn that intonation? <laughs> It's well, you'd better. Well, you'd better, or I'm going to think it is bad. 
<laughs> uh, what about you, Pierre? What are you up to? Um, I had basically a month off from being um, uh, uh, bullied by uh, my, my Romanian personal trainer, my Romanian friend in the gym. Uh, now I'm back you on being bullied, Phil. I'm back on the bully oh, train. Oh, great. Great, great, great. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be the strongest podcaster. That's my dream. <laughs> uh, yes, that would be a Guinness book record. <laughs> that would be a Guinness record worth having. World's strongest podcaster. People, people will nudge each other when I'm in a bar and they'll say, you see him? He's the strongest podcaster. You're just like crushing microphones with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And just drinking a, like, and you just pour all the bits in it into your mouth like it's a, a like it's a drink. <laughs> I wonder who the strongest podcaster is. Maybe it's Joe Rogan. It probably. I was just thinking it must be Joe Rogan. He's gone nuts. But I guess all it takes is like for the guy who played the mountain in Game of Thrones to start a podcast, and then he'd be the strongest, right? Oh man! If yeah, I mean yeah. I, I would, to be fair, I would listen to a podcast just about, if you look at what he has to eat every day, it's amazing. Oh, really? Is it oh. like a full goat? It's insane. It's, uh, you know, it's like 20 eggs. Like, it's insane. It's insane. Like Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Like, it's, it's, the, bit of, it's the bit where Gaston is just tumbling eggs into his mouth, but for every day I, forever. <laughs> I love that bit. I was like, I want to do that. I loved eggs. I still love eggs. They're I, brilliant. I would have loved to eat a bunch of eggs, just like... Dum, 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 dum. They juggle them into my mouth. That's, <laughs> yeah. And they look, they look like they go down so smooth in Gaston's neck. They do. I used, to, I used to be very jaded, Phil, about chicken or turkey drumsticks. Hmm. And it's thanks as in to you cartoons. Like, I, yeah, right. As in you, you thought they weren't all that. I would watch a cartoon, and what I would see, Phil is I would see, essentially, a cartoon bone with a fantastic globe of meat on the end. Yeah, yeah, and yep, that's right, you could suck off the whole thing, and, like you could, you're in Porn of the Dead. Yes, exactly. You'd suck the whole thing right off. Off the bone. Um, or you could chomp it off in two big tears, and it was all meat, and it was all wonderful Yeah, that looking. looked brilliant. Yeah, And then you'd right. get a real chicken leg, and it would have cold, wrinkly skin. <laughs> And it would have an extra weird mini bone in there, and there would be a grease in yeah. it. A mini bone. A mini, like, spiky bone. It's like, what? I didn't see the spiky bone on, on Aladdin when the genie had a bunch of chicken legs. Well, this is it. This is it. When I, when, I, when I was watching Gaston chewing that turkey leg, I didn't see him go, oh, and then very carefully pick out a small, sharp bone. Also, avoid the cartilage at the end. Yeah, the little. Or, like, go, is this bit meat? Is this meat? Or is this. The little bit. It's, I always think Gristle. it's like a, a kind of, it's like a cartilage version of the end of a shoelace. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like that little tube, isn't it? Well, at the top, I'm, mm, I'm struggling to think what this bit is. There's, there's a sort of, there's a sort of cartilage sort of cap. No, not like the knuckle. Okay. Not the knuckly bit. I mean, it's, it's sort of like at the bottom of, as it tapers towards the base of the drumstick. If we have any vegan listeners, they're throwing up right now. <laughs> and they won't even be the first people that we've made throw up with our voices. There's been two so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, we well used to be we used to be the brown podcast. We used to be the brown note. We used to make people poo, and now we're making them throw up. 
Um, I had a very. Oh, were we already uh, making people throw up? That's right. Well, oh, um, on a separate note, I had a funny thought the other day for like, um, like if the if the brown note really properly existed, right? Mm. Um, a really like amazing and funny thing that you could do is uh, film an enormous like a warehouse rave, you know, like a big crowd of people at a rave, mm. and then film them being played the brown note under strobe lighting. <laughs> and just these little flashes of of people's sort of faces going oh god <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. and so you only see flashes of increasing amounts of poo on the dance floor yeah and flashes as people's faces sort of contort and they kind of double over <laughs> so you don't have to just watch a room full of people go oh god what's happening and then shit themselves you get these little glimpses of of People looking around in confusion, like the red wedding, the brown wedding. <laughs> if I was very rich, that's what I'd do. That and Porn of the Dead. <laughs> Have you heard what Pierre's been up to recently since he won the lottery? Yeah, it's weird. He just made a, a zombie porno and then got all these, all these ravers to shit themselves in this warehouse. I don't know. He's, he's, he's currently uh, possibly facing... Uh, 350 charges of, uh, of, of, of minor assault. The judge isn't even sure how to classify playing the brown note to people. <laughs> it's it's going to make legal history. <laughs> yeah. um, well, well, another, another uh, podcast done. Some... Uh, Basically, some plugging was done. 18th in, in Brighton. That would be good. Yep. Some um, plugging. Some some Nazi history. Some Nazi some, history. B- some Bond theorizing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we mm-hmm. didn't actually talk about who we thought the next Bond should be. We'll we'll save that for next episode. Just to keep, just to whet your ears. Just to whet your your little ears. Just to get your ears just absolutely to- soaking. Soaking, dripping, just falling out in the middle bit. Just just gushing. <laughs> yeah. All right, listeners, enjoy the incoming autumnal weather. Bye. Bye. Leaves are falling. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 